0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, the co-host, and that is Kurt Souter. He is the big cheese over at Further Still Ministries. And You're not right, dude. You are not right. Well, you knew that going into this, <laughs> Kurt. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, we are we're doing a little show here called Solid Steps Radio, and the purpose of our show we Kurt got with me about three years ago. And have you ever thought about doing radio? I said I'd love to, and he says I want to do a show that's for guys. And it's a show that talks to men and um, talk to men about things that men don't talk about, about uh, your heart, your soul, your marriage, your being a parent, uh, you know, being a father, being a husband, all of those things that we as men, those who are participating in those aspects of life, we wanted to be able to uh, have a show that just talked about different areas of life. and I mean, to write the story that God, tell the story that God is writing in men's lives because every man has a story where he has been where he is now and where he is going and we at Solid Steps we exist to tell men's stories and we hope you are listening and we hope you will continue to listen to our shows and uh, we talk about all different topics from all different types of perspectives in regards to being a man. So today we're talking about, and we've, we've had a couple series here recently, and we encourage you to go back to our podcast on, on SoundCloud or on uh, iTunes or, or wherever you, uh, those two places primarily, to listen to some podcasts. We talk about some different topics of, of soul care and soul keeping and what that means. And I want, it reminded me what we're talking about today reminds me of a story. I was uh, baptized in August of 2001, and at our church, when we get baptized, there's this very uh, kind of a meditative time when we just kind of enter into a very uh, quiet time and before baptism. And there was a, always a verse that's on the screen at our church. And uh, I remember as I was walking in the baptistry, this verse being on the screen. Six months later, as I watched my brother, younger brother, be baptized, I sat in the seat and as he walked in the baptistry to get baptized during that time the exact same verse that was on the screen for me was on the verse on the screen for him and that was psalm 42 1 and 2 and it's been a very near and dear sentimentally of course for that reason psalm 42 1 and 2 says as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my god my soul thirsts for god for the living god When can I go and meet with God? And that verse, those two verses have always meant something to me, again, because of of what Mm -hmm. I relate those with. And so today we're going to talk about that last part of that verse, that context of when when can I go and meet with God? Because it says here, the psalmist says, my soul pants for God like a deer wants something to drink. We want to drink of God. And it says when or when can I go and meet with God? And today we're going to talk about what it is for us to go and meet with God in the form of retreat.
1: So, so Chad, uh, we've got a guest on. We've had him before, and this is my good buddy uh, Tim Reist. We call him Slim. So, uh, folks, uh, when when I say Slim, I'm talking about Tim. Hey, Slim, are you on the phone? I am. Yeah. Hey, I welcome am. to the show, dude.
2: Good to be with the
0: big cheese and Chad Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it was the big cheese and Chad Russell. Oh, just totally, no. That's totally that's okay. Go.
1: Hey, uh, so uh, you know, listeners, just so that you know, uh, Slim and I have been buddies for uh, all, like 30 years, dude. I think. Yeah, it's, um, we need to
2: go. To, we need to go take a trip or something. Well,
1: we do, need, uh, um, <laughs> listeners. We have uh, this guy, this dear friend of mine. We've been ministry pastor buddies for. Uh, over 25 years, and friends uh, we met in Bible college, and uh, we've been to Israel together. We've been to Greece together. We have done more t- retreats, and so we're going to talk, uh, bro. We're going to just pick your brain on uh, what, it, what, what retreats and why in the world would we want to do a retreat. So, um, when when the listeners uh, listen to that, Slim, what, do, what how would you respond to that?
2: Well. Uh, I think a lot of people, <clears throat> for a lot of people, it wouldn't necessarily even enter their mind why why even go on a retreat. Uh, and if it does, it often, um, often enters their mind because they're churches or somebody's putting on a retreat. And when I think about retreats of, you know, just really most of my life up till probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago, um, retreats were really about going and uh, being with a group of people, listening to a speaker, uh, having some activity, uh, game time, fun times, and often I would uh, realize I'd come back from those retreats a little more exhausted than I actually went to them. And so, uh, you know...
1: That's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it?
2: It it kind of is, because retreats uh, often that I went on were full of activity, rather than actually dialing it down, slowing it down, and actually, you know, really being with God. Uh, I know that sounds a little weird uh, to say. Uh, (laughs) The intent of so many retreats are, you know, you want to connect people with God, but often um, what happens is we just come home a little bit more uh, tired than when we went.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Chad. Well, when you hear the word retreat in today's world, (laughs) you normally think, I think of military retreats. Things are going really bad. Let's get the heck out of Dodge and get out of here, right? You retreat from the situation that you're in. Uh, when, When most people think of retreat, do they think of... Uh, I mean, from your experience, Tim, because you helped put on retreats, are most people having that mindset they're trying to retreat as in getting out of where they were to escape to go to something? Or do they feel like when they go to the retreats, it's it's just more work?
2: I I just think it depends what kind of retreats they're being invited into. But I, I think that whole idea, even of what you said, Chad, about, um, you know, that, that military term, retreat, right? We think of withdrawal. We think sometimes that withdrawal is a sign of weakness, right? Like, oh gosh, I shouldn't, I I should be able to handle life and manage life in such a way I don't really need to, I don't need to withdraw. But even when you think of it in military terms, it's when when armies withdrew, it's it's the withdrawing so that they can regroup, reassess, and actually be a little more strategic about how they are going to move forward. So so, So retreat is about... It's about withdrawing so I can actually move forward in a different uh, type of way and uh, in a different type of case.
1: Hey, hey, Slim, you know, just from a biblical perspective, um, most people, when you read through the Gospels, you don't really, uh, I mean, the word retreat is not in the scriptures per se. Right. But Jesus did many retreats with uh, alone and with his disciples. To talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'd see, you know, from, from Mark chapter 1, uh, you know, we, we see this rhythm of Jesus. Um, you know, and some people might just go, well, he went out to pray. Well, he, he would actually go somewhere and be set apart from people in, in this place of solitude and uh, and pray and, and, and meditate and ask the Father, what's, what's, what do you want for me? What's, what are my next steps, right? And we see You're that even in even Mark 1. That, that there can be there can be such clarity and discernment that Jesus could say to Peter, Hey Peter, we're not staying in this town today. I know all these people want to be yielding. You know, we had a great day yesterday, but you know what? Today's a different day, and my and my calling from the Father is different for today. And so, for, you know, you're not going to get that kind of clarity and discernment on the run or in some kind of fast paced way. Uh, so we see Jesus doing that. We see Jesus calling out his disciples and saying, Hey, listen. Mark um, that's hey, we need to go rest. And so, even when you see that 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 term rest, right, uh, that Jesus used, uh, really, you could you could you could um, interchange the word retreat. We need to retreat, guys, because this kind of life that we're that we're all living, even right now, it requires us to take some space and uh, and just get away and reflect and see what what is our next what is our next steps together.
1: Yeah, you know, I think Slim. When you, for 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 many guys, I I think that we might even think there's a what you said earlier. There's a little weakness that I you know I I'm not always strong. I'm not I I got to put up this front and in retreat, in in the biblical framework is 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 it's not weakness at all. I mean, if Jesus Christ, the greatest man who's ever lived, the 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 <laughs> the, the man who's fully God and yet fully man was He needed to retreat and modeled it for us. How much more do we need to do that as well?
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, when you look back at, uh, you know, the pace of, you know, first century life, it's hard to compare, you know, the centuries that we live in today and and first century. But the reality is, is no matter what the pace of any century has been over the last, you know, hundreds of years or, you know, uh, thousands of years, uh, the the reality remains that we are people that need slowed down i, I love the quote from henry now and he says we are not rest filled people who occasionally become restless we're restless people who sometimes find rest and i i think that i i love that statement because i think it's true of probably people of all centuries who have all, who have all lived right that there's a restlessness in us and often uh we can we can become so um, so unaware that we're trying to fill that restlessness uh, with other things in other ways, and retreat offer, offers us this space to go, God, what am I restless about right now? What, what is driving my restlessness? What am I really hungering and thirsting at? I mean, Jesus talked over and over about our hunger and our thirst, right, and our desires, and so I, I really just think retreat offers that space and it's really a space of strength as opposed to weakness. Yeah, that's good stuff.
0: We're going to take a break and uh, come back in the next few segments. In the next segment we said, okay, this segment we talked about why we should retreat and I don't think anybody disagrees with the idea. We just need to unplug and get out of the the current of life. Uh, But also we're talking in the next segment about uh why are we so exhausted in our society and, and why do we get to the place where we need to retreat and then the the final couple segments we're going to talk today about what does a retreat look like both from an individual perspective and maybe even in a group setting of how we can uh, work retreat into the flow into the rhythm of our life so we're going to take a break and we'll be back shortly on solid steps radio welcome back our second segment today of Solid Steps Radio. I'm still Chad Russell, and that's Kurt Souter. We are on uh, with today with Tim Reist, and uh, he's on the phone. And we are talking today about soul care and about retreat and why we as men and people in general uh, need to, to have retreat. And if you need to retreat away from all the problems at your current financial institution because they are just not doing well by you and your money, you need to go to l and Credit Union. They're local-based lender and or Uh, just an overall steward of your money you need to put your money somewhere whether it's personal checking uh, business checking credit cards uh, home loans commercial loans whatever it is N credit union is a, a great organization that wants to take care of you as a person and not just your money and then vision first eye care they are great folks who take care of you as a person not just your eyes And it's more than can you see that chart. It's a whole lot more about your overall health and Vision First is concerned about you as a person there. They see a person behind the eyeballs. So Vision First Eye Care, they're a sponsor of our show and they're also great and wonderful at what they do. So we want to thank both of those folks for sponsoring our show. And today, again, we're talking about soul care and about the power of retreat. So uh, Tim, uh, we call him Slim. Hey, bro,
1: talk to our listeners about this whole need for retreat and um, why we are so—I I mean, I just talk with people all the time. You know, How you doing? Oh, I'm, really, I'm really busy. Really busy. I mean, I, I mean, I—I I myself respond many times that way. We're tired. We're exhausted. And uh, what retreat brings into the life of a person who is weary?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know. One of the greatest needs for retreat is, you know, when somebody when I ask somebody, hey, to join our soul journeys, um, often I just hear, well, I'm too busy for that. And the first thing I say back to them is, that's exactly why you need, that's the number one reason why you need to be on retreat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you start probing people, often you just see uh, people are walking around like zombies today. And I'm talking about people in the church. I'm not just talking about, you know, everybody in our college, I'm just talking about people in the church are walking around like zombies, exhausted, tired, and often we're unaware of the source of our exhaustion. It's not just because our life is just full of a lot of activity. Um, and I think what retreat does is, uh, you know, I, I love I love what Isaiah says in Isaiah 30, and you know, we, we, we talk about this in our soul journeys, but... This verse in uh, Isaiah 30, verse 15, it says, I was talking to Israel, but this is just such a beautiful, uh, uh, really, message for us. He says, In repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. And uh, that, is said, for me, that has been such a powerful uh, verse to return to in my life, mm. because what, it, what it's saying is, first of all, God's saying, listen, rest is key to the process of me being formed in Christ, and, and that, that, that understanding of quietness and trust is my strength. I, I, again, we're, we're actually strengthening in retreat, but what, what we're strengthening is, is when we notice, what are the sources of our exhaustion? And there are so many of them, right, that we, mm. that we walk around with often being unaware of. So the first is how often I'm walking around in my life just driven by the oughts and shoulds of life. Mm. So, you know, things that, these mean that I, I should do this, I should be doing this, I should be doing this. And why should I be doing this? Because often I'm looking around and comparing myself to somebody else. Well, I, gosh, I should have... I should have a better this. I should have more of that. I should have this. Why? Because well, so and so has that. And well, boy, they they look like they have it all together, right? So we have this we have this often awesome, sheer comparison to drive us. It's, ex- it's exhausting. Uh, we are a um, mm. more and more isolated people, right? I mean, we, we are getting to the point in our society, and it is not a good place to get. Where literally, if you had a job that you worked out of your house, you could you could stay in your house the rest of your life and have everything delivered to your front door
1: you don't even need a and car
2: so, yeah, yeah right <laughs> you know, and if you wanted to get a new car I'm sure a, a car dealer would just drive it over and you know, you could make the transaction right at your house And so, so we're becoming more and more isolated and what people don't understand is the more isolated we become it is actually it, it is like a vacuum that just continues to suck out of our soul um, that, you know uh, other, other sources of exhaustion we, we realize on retreat that we realize oh I've been living without boundaries I'm saying yes to everything why am I saying yes to everything Right, which leads us to another space. Uh, why retreat is so so important to understand our source of exhaustion. Often we have these patterns in our life that we've had for most of our life. Right, we call them. We call them, We like to call them false self patterns um, that are driving us, that drive our reactions, our decision making, our responses to people. And and again, what what it what it, what they are is they're the ways of kind of managing image, uh, managing pain, managing control in our life, mm. managing uh, if we're going to get enough affirmation. And that's exhausting. You know, over time, you, when you try to just keep that up, that's exhausting. Um, you know, the, the woundedness in our own soul that we're not aware of, that's, that's, a, that's another place of exhaustion. So there, there are so many, um, you know, the, the, the information overload, I, I mean, just in a day's time. I mean, just think of how much Information comes our way now at the tip of our fingers in emails, in text. How many things we're responding to? That that's exhausting. You just took one day, let alone seven days. Uh, you know, every day of our life, and so there's just so many things.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you um, when you start talking about. The, I mean, what we are bombarded, I mean, nonstop. I mean, the technology that's coming at us and it absolutely is, can be exhausting. I mean, I, I, I recently just talked with a neuroscientist and he said how our brains are, with all the technology, all the, the social media that just we're constantly on, it is shortening our attention span significantly just in the last uh, couple decades.
2: Yeah and, and we see that you know we see that in ourselves right we see that in our kids we see that in the younger generation but I think what people uh, what I love about the connection of the body and soul especially in the in the neural pathways that neural pathways literally are are ruts in our brains and really ruts in our brains get produced when we get in the habit of anything right and so often uh, habits will produce desire and so the beauty of retreat is that, um, and in getting away, and getting in a rhythm of retreat, it actually, I, I believe, over time, it starts creating, it starts creating new neural pathways. It, it creates a, a new rut in our brain that gives us the desire to actually get away, take space away.
1: Dude, I, I, so I, 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 you're, you're that's, talking that's, like this right now. I've got a retreat uh, tomorrow, and I can't wait. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? You say that, right? Because um, often, here's how people are living retreating their life. It's called vacation. And, and people, I mean, you, you just listen to people when they talk about an upcoming vacation. They can hardly <laughs> wait, but it's like they, they are so exhausted. It's like they are just limping and crawling into vacation. And, and they think, man, if I just get away for seven days, okay, that'll be just enough to recharge, right? But often, again, how many times have you and I gone on vacation? We went on vacation, back, and it was full back, in, we came back, and like, oh, I, I need another vacation from this <laughs> vacation. I, and, and so, so vacation is not the answer. Okay, if all we're living for is this one seven-day period in a given year, and we are running uh, on overload the rest of the year, a seven-day vacation at night, even they come close to touching the deepest part of our soul of where we need to uh, to be you know our first and desires to be touched so
1: okay so hey slim so talk t- talk to us uh, you mentioned uh just a minute or so ago about the a rhythm or a rhythm of retreats t- talk about mm-hmm. that talk about that a little bit
2: yeah one of you know, one of the biggest aha moments for me was uh, when I when I did a two-year journey with pastoral leaders up in Chicago with Ruth Haley Barton uh, uh, through an organization she started called the Transforming Center. And I was invited to go on this two-year journey. And, uh, and again, I thought, wow, I've never been invited to commit to something for two years of my life. It was a really interesting invitation. And I had to wrestle with that and go, wow, uh, every quarter for two and a half days. Well, we got together for nine retreats, and I, I thought, wow, this is, this is really gonna be an interesting thing. So what happened was, after about the second retreat, what I realized was uh, how about, about a month out from every quarter, how my soul, I could literally feel it in my body, how my soul and body started longing for this rhythm. And what I realized was, probably for the first time almost 10 years ago, is retreat is a spiritual practice, just like reading our Bible, just like prayer, just like fasting, just like worship. Pick any type of spiritual rhythm, and retreat is one of the most formative formative rhythms we can get on. And I don't think people in general think of retreat as a spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. but it really is. It's probably one of the most powerful spiritual practices, especially in the day and age that we are living in, that we can actually do.
1: Yeah, I think when you're, when you're talking about taking a retreat and, and then incorporating uh, it, at some level um, maybe some Bible reading, uh, prayer, reflection. I, I love what John Ortberg says sometimes um, in retreat or sometimes even in our just uh, quiet time, the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. And I'm like, I love that. That is like yeah. fantastic.
2: Yeah, I think, I think uh, what we find even with people, you know, retreats I lead, the retreats you and I lead, have been leading together. I think some of the very first aha moments for people is in the first couple of retreats, first quarters they come, they just realize how exhausted they are at a soul level. I mean, they just we, we get in touch. In fact, that's, that, that's what happened to me when I first started my own two-year journey. I was like, wow, I cannot believe how tired I am, not just in my body, but at a deep, deep level.
0: Mm. Hey, and Tim, so, we're going to take and so a break. People just
2: rest. Yeah, let's take yeah.
0: A, a quick break and come back. We got two more segments we're going to talk about. And if if you guys are interested in listening, the Soul Transformation Retreats. You go to furtherstillministries.org, dot org. dot org. We're going to talk in the next couple segments. What does a retreat look like? Now, the first two we've talked about why we need one and, and why are we so tired. The next couple of segments we're going to talk about what does a retreat look like? What do we need to do both on an individual basis as we go on a maybe a self retreat for the day or whether it's in a group setting. So we're going to talk about what a healthy retreat looks like on the next two segments on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter. We're talking to Tim Reist and we're talking about retreat and why we as individuals need retreat in our life. And if your toilet is not retreating as it is supposed to when you flush it, (laughs) you need to call Frank Enterprises, especially if you have a septic tank uh, because they specialize in septic tank repair and even replacement and any septic tank problems. And if you have water, That outside of your house, on your property, and it's not going where it's supposed to go, draining properly outwardly uh, of the home, then you need to call Frank Enterprises. They help sponsor our show, but they also help people give you some wisdom and insight on a really tricky area when you got water drainage problems at your home. Frank Enterprises helps do that. And then Bright Star Home Care. They are folks... That I think are doing something that is is absolutely monumental in our culture today and will be for a long time. The next few couple of decades is helping people get home care. If you know someone who you love, even if you don't love them, <laughs> if you just know somebody, say, so you know what, they need some help. Whether it's somebody coming over and doing laundry because they can't physically get around like they used to and their bodies are just slowing down, Bright Star Home Care can help you through that home care journey. Whether it's somebody who needs help one hour a week or somebody who needs 24-7 care, they can help you navigate through the process of what that looks like. Come alongside you. That's what they do. Bright Star Home home care we want to thank both of those folks for sponsoring our shoe so chad did you know that
1: 25 plus years ago i think it was like 27 years ago slim uh, i think i had my first ever retreat with you when we were students at moody bible institute and uh we were uh, RAs together and i think i think that was like my first retreat ever do you remember Mm. that
2: yeah, what, you mean when we did the RAs?
1: Yeah, we we retreat yeah. and uh, you know it wasn't uh, exactly what we're talking about. I mean, there was there was some elements of that, but um, Slim, let's talk uh, let's talk about how do we do a personal retreat and what is okay? What do we do? I mean, I, I remember when you challenged me to do a, a desert day retreat about eighteen years ago, and I am like all day. I'm going to do this retreat all day. What what does that look like? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was confused back then. Uh, yeah. Talk to our listeners about what you know. What do you, what do you do on a retreat?
2: Yeah, so you know the church I came up to here in Peoria is uh, interesting because when I came, they're like, "Hey, you know, we encourage you to take a desert day once a month." And I was like, "Desert day once a month? What's that? And, hey, just a day to get away and." you know, be quiet with the Lord and reflect and read, whatever. So I was like, ah, okay, you're going to give me a payday a month away? Uh, yeah, I'll take that, even though I have no clue what I was supposed to do with it. Uh, but uh, uh, what I found was, um, you know, desert days, as we've kind of affectionately uh, termed them now and as you're running for people there, um, really, it's just a day to just, first and foremost, get quiet. Right? Just get away from the noise of life, the chatter. And, um, and so what we do, you know, uh, on, a, on a personal day, often, uh, I will just get quiet, uh, first and foremost, and just, you know, uh, let, uh, let the muddy water of my soul begin to settle enough where I, I begin to just, uh, see some clarity through what is going on. often I just do that and just quiet. And then mm-hmm. I, uh, I might meditate on some, some scripture uh, during that day. Um, I'll definitely always, desert days, personal desert days, always include a good nap somewhere in the day. <laughs> I uh, love that, brother. Is, you got to love that. Right? Um, you know, reflecting on my life with God and just beginning to notice uh, things I have not noticed, uh, kind of paying attention to... My interior world of how I am moving towards uh, or away from God, and what are what are the sources of that. Um, so it's really for me that 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 personal day is a day of, um, you know, reflecting, of uh, being quiet, of uh, noticing. But I, I will say this: I I think for most people, and this happens to me even. Uh, often still, uh, when we take that day away, I, I just think people feel some anxiousness in their soul about it. I would agree. I, I, I think when, they, when, when we get into that quiet space, especially alone, on an individual type of retreat, I just think often, and I, I still feel this often, uh, especially in the, in the first part of that day, just some anxiousness, some, some resistance, a little bit of fear of God, what am I going to encounter here? What what am I going to encounter in myself and in you? And and really, I think for that first hour or two, I think, I think it, everything in you wants to just run from <laughs> from that, that space. So, <laughs>
0: that reminds know, me of Blaise good. Pascal's quote, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have felt that in your own you know space when you've mm-hmm. gone on individual retreats. Absolutely, yeah but I think that's a pretty normal, um, and and, and I I, I like to normalize things as much as we can because I think people often feel, when they feel that, they think, oh, I must be a failure. Man, nobody else has these feelings. Uh, This doesn't happen to anybody else on retreat, so why should I keep doing this?
0: Mm. Tim, do you think that that most people, like we're talking to guys primarily, we know a lot of ladies listening, but if a guy says, hey, going on a retreat, they don't know what to do on the retreat like i can't just sit there for six hours in total silence right yeah. which which really once you start getting into a rhythm of retreats that sounds golden to do that but yeah for somebody who just doesn't retreat and feels a little warm touchy feely to them saying i don't know if i said to a guy hey we're going to go on a business retreat and talk about your business and vision casting i bet mm-hmm. you guys get excited about that right but if you talk about it in the context of what we're talking about, what would you say to the guy who says, dude, I don't even know what to physically do. I mean, what, what would I do for hours at a time? What is you, what is your advice to them?
2: Yeah, I think, I think for guys, um, they may need to be shifting gears about every hour or so. Mm. Um, you know, especially, especially if they haven't done a lot of personal retreats, so, so just even to have a plan, I, you know, if, if, if a guy goes into a day without a plan, um, and they, and again, you haven't you haven't really done much of this type of re, personal retreating, I think a plan for them is very important. So again, I would encourage them um, in you know quiet for an hour. I would encourage them to be probably get out for a good walk because uh, often I I, I I find that guys especially we need to get into our bodies and and so even just walking right and just you know, just beginning to talk out loud to the Lord, or just listen as we're walking, noticing uh, things in nature that we have not, um, we're just not paying attention to the things around us, right? So uh, nature, uh, you know, you know journaling, ty- I don't care how you journal, whether you write it or you type it or whatever, um, uh, you know, again, rest, uh, you know, if you're if you're, you know, if you're eating for the day, just to even slow down your eating and notice and taste even differently, right? Just notice mm-hmm. the, you know, slow, I, I, for me personally, you know, eating, I, I eat so fast, right? And God's constantly kind of going, Tim, slow it down, slow it down. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a part of our own hurried sickness that we just eat food I and mean, we, we don't even sometimes even taste the food we're eating, right? And so just, you know, slowing things down, right, enough. Um, uh, you know, bringing bringing a book uh, of some kind that will kind of stimulate your reading, uh, reading in, in terms of your relationship with God. And so you're, again, you're doing all this at a... The key thing is that we're doing this not for striving or accomplishment that day. We're, we're, we're actually doing things to slow down too slowly, and meditate on what is really going on in our life and giving time to let things surface, right? So we're not. this is not an accomplishment. It's not like, oh, I went on a retreat today and I read three books. If you come back and say that, uh, you, you, you totally you need to a retreat. retreat. Yes, exactly, right? Yeah. Sorry, if you said, hey, I, I read the whole... I read all of the major prophets today.
1: That's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, reading the major prophets is a good thing, um, but not on a day of retreat for yeah, for you exactly. to to be still and uh, know that yeah. He's God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Slim, talk to us about. Um, you know, I, 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 I when I've had a guy one time who who mentioned. I, I just couldn't shut my brain down I, I'm a business guy I've got this 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 and this to do um, talk to one of our you know our listeners who is just so busy he, he comes he, he he comes to the retreat but he can't shut his brain down
2: yeah yeah, yeah that that is such a uh, you know first of all it's when we say that when we say that and name that, What we're just naming is we're naming, again, a deep symptom of the pace and all that we're holding that I think often God probably has not called us to hold. Mm. Um, the, The lies that we believe, that I cannot slow my pace down, that I cannot simplify my life a little more, that I have to do all that I'm doing in my life, that those are just lies and we got to start addressing those uh, to, to sit there and use those as excuses uh, to not slow down our pace to not uh, begin to notice and, and enter our interior world um, you know or, or say hey I'll, I'll do that when I'm retired no no we won't it, we we will only live today we'll only live uh, you know 15 years from now how we're living today and so and so, just because all of a sudden I wake up you know tomorrow with with no, uh, I don't have to go to work for the next 20 years, and we think, I will become the person that, I, you know, I'll, I'll do all that stuff, no. You, you, we, the life of God has to live and breathe in our daily life, and there's so much that God is, is trying to get our attention on, and when we say, well, I got so much, uh, I can't shut my brain off, right, That's, that is very normal when we go on retreat, and it's not a failure. It's not a, it, there should be no judgment around it. What it should do is alert us to the fact and, and begin uh, for us. That's an invitation from the Lord, actually. When we say, I have, I can't shut my brain off, that's Jesus saying, I am inviting you now to bring all of that to me. And we're going to begin to sort that out over time. And you will find, if you stick with this, you will find that you'll begin to quiet your heart, body, mind, and soul a little quicker each time you enter into a rhythm of retreat or solitude or silence.
0: Hey, Tim, we're going to take a break, come back for our fourth and final segment talking about soul care and retreat on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter talking with Tim and on the phone, and we're talking about retreat. And the need for retreat. And if you have just tuned in, tuned in, and you're hearing this, you jumped in your car and you accidentally heard it, we we would love for you to not accidentally listen to us in the future. Uh, Go to Facebook and type in Solid Steps Radio and like our page. And then we post every show coming up, what the show is about that week. And also we have options to be able to click and hear all of our shows commercial-free Thanks to really cool sponsors like Dan Hart Financial. Dan Hart helps you navigate your money that you've been given to be able to good steward for the long haul. And uh, if you want to look at your financial needs and what it needs to, to retire and what that means to even, what does that mean to have a, a financial future of retirement? Uh, from a biblical perspective, Dan Hart, Dan Hart Financial and Ellen and Credit Union, all those great folks, they help us have commercial-free podcasts. Go to SoundCloud.com. Go to iTunes. Uh, or you can just go to uh, furtherstillministries.org dot org. Click on the mic, and you can be connected to all of our shows, commercial free, thanks to podcasts and thanks to our sponsors. So, we're talking about retreat, and uh, and and Kurt, you know, you made a you made a comment during the break about uh, what Richard Foster, author Richard Foster, said about uh, the enemy. Yeah, he says the enemy majors in three things: noise, hurry,
1: and crowds. And he's trying to constantly ramp us up. And the way that we counter that is we have to have times of retreat. I mean, Jesus modeled it. The, the church fathers have modeled it for centuries. Of the spiritual practices of the patriarchs, the prophets, Jesus, the apostles, the disciples, they all, all have this element of retreat. And in, in, uh, in, in so Slim, uh, my, good, my good buddy, what, we just finished our two-year, uh, eight retreats over two years, and you helped really launch a, kind of a, what we call a soul transformational journey of two years. Why, why would we want to do uh, over two years, eight retreats?
2: Well, first of all, <clears throat> we've all been to a, a good uh, one-and-done retreat, I'll call them. And we've had some really great experiences but often what happens is we go, we have a great experience, and we really don't really have a community of people after that to process that with. Mm. And, and I think uh, often the assumption behind that is if I just come to a retreat for a weekend, I listen to a speaker, um, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll have everything I need now to move on, and uh, the, the power of taking a journey is, is, is several, several things happen. One is you do it in community with other people. And so, so when, you're, when you're between quarters and you're kind of entering into the rhythm, spiritual rhythm of the quarter that we encourage people in, you realize, well, I'm not doing this alone. So that is a huge, huge deal right there is that we do this in community because when we get together quarterly and in even between the quarters, we, we are actually able to celebrate the transforming work of being conformed into the image of Christ more and more as we, as, we, as we see it in ourselves and as we see it in other people. So doing retreat in community is very, very important. Secondly, is that something happens when we do something over time, right, and not just a one-and-done. In fact, I'm just becoming more and more convinced that, that we have got to take people um, on journeys. I, I would just say what we're doing is we're taking people on a spiritual pilgrimage through retreat. And um, it's so much more powerful and uh, transforming. I mean, I've seen, I'll be honest with you, I've been a pastor for almost 30 years, and I I will say this, I have seen more transformation in people's lives over the last five or six years that I've been doing these, maybe, maybe combined, of the first 20, 25. I know that's a little statement, but I'm just telling you, I've been blown away at the transformative work in people's lives through... To taking journeys like this, and it's not—it's not—it's not what we're doing. It's what—it's what the Holy Spirit is doing. It's, they're opening up the space in their life and soul for God to work.
1: Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> what you're describing is—you know—and what we, you and I, have just com- completed, uh, actually, our, our second two-year journey was—is just walking through. It's—it's it, it's trying to set up a, a rhythm of life for the rest of your life. Yes. So that you can live out of the overflow. I mean, Jesus said, I, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I want you to have this life abundantly, life to the full. And, yes. and if Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, needed to retreat regularly to be alone with his Father, how much more do we as followers of Christ? Um, so so Slim uh Talk to our listeners. Like, yeah, but I, 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 don't, I, don't even. I'm not for sure. I have the time frame to really carve out. Talk, talk to that person just, just for thirty seconds.
2: Yeah, I, I think again, when somebody gets invited into a two year journey, I, I, again, I think most of us just freak out a little bit. Like, what? Commit <laughs> to two years? Come on, now, right? Um, but often we have no problem committing to a sports activity for nine months with our kids or a year of this or a year of that. And so I, and what we find is often as, you know, Kurt's like two years just whips off quick. I mean, it is, two years seems like a long time. And when you get done with it, you go, Oh my, that just went uh, really, really quick. But I, I think again, we, we have to just come back to when people say, I don't have time for this. And I, and I, and the question we always have to ask is, you know, we're investing in a lot of other areas of our life. And I, I sit there, and again, I don't, I don't make a big distinction between sacred and spiritual, I, I think, or, or secular and sacred, I mean, because I think all of life can be a, a very sacred space. But we, we rarely ask the question, what am I willing to really invest in my life with God? And, uh, you know, I, I, often I just find people, man, we're, we're okay to invest in all kinds of time and other ways to other things, which again, it's fine. But when, when I, when we ask people to commit to this kind of journey, what we're just saying is, Hey, would you be willing to just invest differently and in a different way with your life with God for two years? And again, what we're two years sounds good, but what we're really asking them is we're asking them for what, Mm -hmm. eight days, you know, eight 25 hour (laughs) periods over two years. So, so one, in, in one sense you could say, hey, would you invest eight days with us over the next two years? I mean, that's what we're really asking. It's not as formative as, uh, as two years is. Hey,
0: Slim, so we talked the last segment for our listeners who are just joining us about how the individual can have an individual retreat, just getting away for a couple hours or, or, or mm-hmm. a day by themselves. Talk to me about the advantage of doing retreat in community, and you and Kurt both comment about as retreat leaders, you all see retreat from that perspective. Talk about the community aspect of retreat.
2: Yeah, I, I think, uh, personally, I think I've watched people um, enter in, and there's a, there's a chance to, you know, learn and listen to how other people are processing their life with God. Uh, that is very valuable, right? Because when, when I listen to other people talk about their life with God, I go, oh, yeah, that boy, that just gave me language. For what I have felt in my soul for a long time, I go, yep. oh, that's what's going on, right? Yep. So I, so I hear, I hear, I, I get language uh, listening to other people. I go, oh, yes, I'm normal. Oh, that's it. That, oh, they're feeling that. Oh, okay, boy, I'm normal, just like everybody, everybody else. <laughs> Dude, I'm not the only one, right? Um, I think we uh, we we also enter really into a a space that becomes a. Um, a place of noticing um our life with god together uh and and where where we also create space where i where we invite people to speak into our life with god and i I, again we talk about that a lot in the church but i I don't think that i don't think a lot of that's really happening to be honest with you in the church i I don't think a lot of people are inviting people to really speak into their life about their life with god so those are a couple things that come uh, to my mind. How
1: about you, Kurt? Yeah, because I think it's it's just so, we, we're so busy, and, you know, a, a Sunday morning worship service is, a, is you know, a wonderful thing, but it's only an hour, and you're in and out, or even if you have a Sunday school class, th- there's, there's not a lot of time to process and to move on, but you know what? I can't believe this, Slim, but our time is, wow, it's over. Um, bro, thanks a ton for uh, just sharing your heart. I, I love what you're doing, uh, this is Tim Reist up in Peoria, Illinois, on the phone with us, and we just uh, just want to say a big thank you. Hey, Slim, would you, would you pray for our listeners that we would be people who would slow down and that we would be a people who would listen to the voice of God, that we'd be still and know that He is God. Would you pray for us, please?
2: Yeah. yeah. Holy Spirit, we just uh, thank you for indwelling us and that you uh, are constantly tapping a very gentle finger in the very deepest place of our souls, to slow our life and um, and just begin to notice. And you've given us this beautiful spiritual practice of retreat. And, and God, I would just pray that uh, you'd give us the grace to just get over the fear that we often have about taking time away. And uh, God, I pray you just open the space, open the way. For those who are listening to this, uh, to, uh, to take an individual retreat, whether it's a desert day uh, with Further Still or God, they, they, would, they would actually join this next two-year journey uh, cohort um, of, uh, of retreats and uh, find a life-giving um, space and value from, uh, from God Himself. And uh, we just pray that uh, upon every person listening. And, uh, Lord, let us be people who who live differently and, uh, and most important, live uh, in a connected space and way with you. We pray in your name. Amen. Mm,
0: amen. Amen. Thank you, bro. Thanks, Slim. In the beginning of the show, I talked about Psalm 42, and I talked about how the, the deer pants for streams of water, how our soul thirst for God. And later on in that same Psalm, Psalm 42, seven says deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Did you get the connection? The very beginning is said, I just want to drink of water. I thirst. And what does it say when we deep calls to deep? God is deep and he calls mm. us to be deep. Mm. You're not going to be deep on the run. You're not going to be deep on the car going from place point A to point B. You're not going to be deep going from one hour of church a week. Mm. If God has called us to deep, what does he give us? Waterfalls, waves, and breakers. That's a heck of a drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And you're only going to get that much water of God by making time to go with him. So the soul transformation retreats furtherstone ministries.org. If you go to there, you can sign up for that eight year eight. Eight years, eight retreats over two years, and you can get more information about that. And if you can spend two bucks a day on coffee, that's about what it takes to go on these retreats. And that's Amen. all your meals, everything. Please, I've been on it. Go on it. Soul Transformation Retreats, FurtherstoneMinistries.org. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.